His name's Joey, and my name's Logan, and this is the Kick and Ash Podcast. Not bad. All right. We did it. We are did we, it. Are we keeping that one? I, I guess we're, we're keeping it. We're going to keep it. Okay. First episode. <laughs> first episode, technically man. Technically not the first episode. It's, we're calling it the first We've episode. We've had about three episodes. This is the third, technically, right? Um, or is this the second? Technically. Okay. Technically. <clears throat> All but right. This well, is the one. This is it. This is it. This one will be seen by people, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. This is, <laughs> this is the one that we're going to send out to everybody live. Yep. Well, it won't be live. Let's 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 have a little little toast. A little toast. It's a little inaugural first podcast toast. To my buddy. There we go. <laughs> These are completely the opposite <laughs> size of cans, just, but just think it'll right. work. What you sipping on? Cream soda, which is absolutely probably the best soda to to just pair up with any cigar. I agree. Um, for probably for me, second best. I like a little Diet Coke, but with ginger and lime. Yeah, well. Nothing, nothing too fancy today. We just had we had a couple beers at dinner. We did. So yeah. we're kind of. Uh, we did. I don't. I don't need any more to drink tonight. <laughs> yeah, that's enough. Yeah. That's, so, uh, I'm, um, I'm good for now. Well, what about what about what we're gonna be smoking tonight, dude? Well, Tell them you, what you got. Okay, I'll start off. Start them off. So this is the Herrera Esteli. This is the uh, Brazilian Maduro. Um, I've had every other offering by Herrera Esteli except for this. This is my very first try. Uh, Logan told me what he was going to be smoking, and I decided that I kind of wanted to go the Willie Herrera route. Uh, met Willie. Willie's a great guy and makes some pretty fucking amazing cigars. So I decided why not kick off the podcast with a cigar that I've never had before. So I'm very excited to try this. Yep. And I'm having the Norteño. Mm. And uh, I have had this before, and I love it. And it's uh, also Willie Herrera, Drew Estate. Um, and it's like a nice, really like, so- like kind of a soft box press, would you call it? Yeah, well, it's more of an oval box press. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, they do something. There's something about it that I kind of like because it's like it's box press. But yeah. it's also still kind of round. I mean, I've had some pretty square box press cigars in my time, uh, and this this one's just a little bit different. I just like I'm kind of weird. I like a cigar to feel comfortable in my hands, you know. Right. So, a nah, good like feel. some people say, a good mouth feel. Yep. <laughs> so, got the hiccups. Got it. Some beers coming feel. back. <laughs> <coughs> Maybe. <laughs> Could be. But yeah, man. That's, hmm. Well, I'm I'm just gonna go ahead and. Start working on Let's do it. smoking this. Make it happen. I can clear mine from the Let's last one. This is the uh, stinky ashtray. This is Logan's. I actually have a stinky ashtray as well, but can't go wrong with these. We both absolutely love them. So if you ever are in the market for an ashtray, go stinky. You can find really good deals on them as well. What did uh, I paid like 23, 24 bucks for mine? Yeah, mine was twenty on auctioneer. I can't I remember had where I got stuff mine at. Coming for it, so cannot remember where I got mine at, but I only paid about hmm. probably twenty three, twenty four bucks, something like that. Uh, now I look like an idiot. Mine's out of out of beauty. Happens to the best of us. This has almost like like no joke, like a very like raisiny cold draw. You know, I never do cold draws that much. 
Cold draw is like one of my favorite parts of smoking a cigar. I almost get more flavor off a of cold draw, I feel like, than I do the actual. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, I don't know why, but. I'm not sure I'd admit to that, though. Maybe. Maybe I'm just have a. Maybe you should just not light it and just chew on it. Yeah. I've, I've known some people. My granddad used to actually sit around and, and just chew just on a chew whole up cigar. Just chew up a cigar until he was full. A whole cigar, yeah. He didn't even eat dinner. He just. Yeah. It was always weird to me. So, like, you've probably seen westerns and shit where they have, like, the cigarillo size. What do they call them? Cheroots? Yeah, yeah. Like, people would chew on those, like Clint Eastwood and shit. And that was, like, different. But my granddad would get, like, full-size... I think he used to smoke something called, like, Marsh Wheeling or something like that. Yeah. And uh, he used to just have, like, a full-size cigar hanging out of his cheek. And he would just chew on it for hours at a time. That's awesome. It's, like, just Also slightly weird, you know? More manly than I could ever be. I didn't, like, nobody in my family ever smoked, so I don't know where I got my... Well, my dad smoked a little bit, cigars, but I never really saw him do it much. Not till later in life, but... Yeah, well... <clears throat> but hey. You know, I know your family, and it makes sense. That was... Awesome. Yeah? Super yeah. awesome. <clears throat> All right, so what are we talking about tonight? Uh, tonight we're going to talk about a couple things. On the Kickin' Ash podcast, we're going to talk about why we smoke what we smoke and why we smoke it when we smoke it. Is that a good way to describe that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so that's that's kind of the first topic of the uh, podcast. Then we're going to talk about a little bit of cigar news, stuff that's going on in today's world of cigars. And then we're going to wrap it up with talking about man-spreading. <laughs> Man spreading. The infamous slowly. Man spread. Man spreading. Yes. That also translates into lounge etiquette. So it's not we're not we're just gonna talk about man spreading. It's gonna be about lounge etiquette. Yeah. So pretty excited to get into that topic actually. Yeah, it was a topic given to us uh by a buddy of ours in our cigar group. And um we loved it so much that we're like that's a good one for the first podcast. Yeah, it is. Um, I'll give I'll give Joe his credit. Yeah, thank you, Joe, for a good topic. Joe, if you're watching, shout out you. Um, we actually wanted to get a lot of the people in the group to kind of give us some ideas of things that they want to hear us talk about. Right. Because if we didn't get any ideas, we would just sit here and probably just talk about a lot of inside jokes and dumb shit because we spend uh, probably ten hours a day <laughs> plus <laughs> each with each other. Yeah. Every single day. Hanging out at work. So we have a lot of great topics. We compiled all of these into a list, so we're going to be tackling a bunch of them uh, throughout as we record this. Um, I believe Mondays is going to be our recording night. That's kind of what works yeah. best for us. Yep. Um, Monday should be our regular podcast night. Hopefully have it posted by Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah, and this guy's a wizard, so he gets shit edited pretty quick and uh, whatnot. So uh, probably within a few days, I would assume. Yeah, absolutely. So... um so yeah, we're going to talk about that. Um, but first, let's let's just go ahead and get into the first topic. Um, you're talking about, you know, how you choose what you're going to smoke, when you're going to smoke it, you know, that sort of thing. So I'll let you kind of start it off and and just kind of figure out. You know, they were asking in the group like, you open up your humidor, X Y Z time during the day, and you say, how do you pick? what you're going to smoke yeah. in that particular time. Walk me through that. 
So for me, there's there's a lot of cigars that I own that I already know what they taste like. Um, so it just kind of depends on my mood. If I want to go with something that I know is not going to let me down, I, I, I have pretty much a dedicated selection right. that I can grab from and know that it's going to be uh, you know, a good experience. But I also know that if I want to kind of go out on a limb and try something new, that typically I'm not let down by a lot of things because a lot of the various cigars that I try are kind of still by the same brands that I'm very familiar with. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I've never had one brand not give me at least one thing that I like. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but there's a lot of times where, you know, I'll open my wine a door. Uh, if it's something, if, you know, if I don't want to be disappointed, you know, I, I can grab whatever. Typically, it's something Caldwell, huge Caldwell whore. Love everything that Robert puts out. But, you know, like tonight, first real episode of the podcast. Mm-hmm. I knew that you were doing something that Willie Herrera made, so I decided, why not kind of go a different route but still keep it within Willie Herrera and try this out? Right. And it's something new. Um, it's my first time with it. So far, it's very good. Um, that's kind of how I decide things, you know? I mean, I, I think also, you know, I don't think anybody should should be ashamed to go into a cigar shop or go online and purchase cigars for the band and the way they look. Yeah. That's what draws you to it. You know, it's, it's really, it's the same as almost anything else. You know, when I first got into guitars, I looked for a cool guitar. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and, and, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that because cigars are a beautiful thing, not just to taste, but to look at, to see. And then honestly, dude, I, I love being able to look into my wine door and just see, a pretty cigar sitting there. Same here. I mean, I'm I'm definitely attracted to branding. Um, you know, that's why for me, you know, one of the first brands I fell in love with was Drew Estate, just because I love the look of their cigars. I love yep. the bands. The art resonates with me. And you know, honestly, like that's what when when you're looking for something, that's what first, you know, the first sense that almost you know anyone uses when looking at something. You know, or, or assessing something is what it looks like, and so for me, um, you know, looks always play a factor in the cigars I'm choosing. Now, for me, you know, when I'm looking into my humidor and I'm picking something that I want to smoke, the biggest pa- the biggest factor for me is time. Usually, yeah, that's you know, that's good. Yeah, you and me can relate. We have families, we have stuff going on within our lives. Um, yeah. So I always look at, you know. What can I smoke and finish? I don't want to waste. Yeah. You know, I'm a big, like, I don't want to waste any second of that cigar, any, you know, inch of that cigar. I don't want to waste it. So that's kind of the first thing I look at. And then I kind of, you know, from there, if I have the opportunity, I, you know, kind of like to to match it, Um, you know, just with flavor profiles as far as, you know, if I'm going to be drinking something with it, you know, and then also what time of day it is. You know what I mean? So yeah. If it's, you know, if I, w- I wake up in the morning, you know, the, the typical adage is, oh, you smoke a Connecticut in the morning, you know, something lighter, you know, then maybe something heavy, full-bodied smoke, you know, at nighttime. Right. Yeah, of course. Um, and I kind of stick to that. Just kind of makes sense to me. Yeah, uh, no, I mean, yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. And, you know, I think that there's, I, I know a few people who say that they will just go in, they'll open up their humidor, they won't look, they'll grab something, 
and pull it out. That's cool. Yeah. You know, I'm cool with that, too. I mean, I've actually I've done that a few times. Uh, something else that I like to do that's kind of fun because it semi gets my wife involved. My wife doesn't hate cigars, but she doesn't love them either, you know? Right. But every once in a while, I'll pick out, you know, three, four cigars that I really want to smoke, and I'll lay them out. I'll be like, hey, pick out one. <laughs> she picks out one. And I'll go get one of the others because I don't want to smoke what my wife picked out, you know? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? You always have someone else pick for you, and they're like, they didn't pick what I wanted. <laughs> right. So then I'll just end up taking it. But it makes me yeah. kind of feel better because I know at least I got somebody else's opinion on it. But now I'm smoking what I really wanted to. You know, so I like doing that every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I usually, so I always smoke what I have the most of first. Like, I like my thing is, like, if I have, like, one of something... It takes me forever to smoke it, cause I've always, cause I yeah. like if it's something I like. Yeah. Like you know, like I've got a, like you know, I almost, I almost, I have one T fifty two, left, and you know I like that cigar a lot. I was like, oh, I want to smoke that tonight. It's no number nine though. And it's no number nine. That's yeah. a debate. You know, that's a debate that we should we should get into. That we have one to episode. have that debate sometime we'll too, because there's that. there's we'll quite a huge that. debate on which is better, the number nine. And it's the number nine, but yeah. we'll we'll debate it. I almost—I feel like I would have to almost take the side of the fifty-two just so there was somebody here to take its side. I mean, but you, I take, actually, you take the side on the better cigar, which is the number nine. But that's yeah. fine if you want to do the two fifty-two. That's that's a whole nother. That's episode. a whole nother debate. But it's a whole nother episode. <laughs> but yeah, so so I you know I was looking at that, but I'll be like, man, I don't want to smoke that yet. You know what I mean? Like I'm almost like, but you know I you know, I was actually able to pull the trigger on the Norteño, which I only have one of too. But, you know, typically I always go for something I have a couple of because I'm afraid to smoke that one yeah. in case there's a better time for it, which is... I mean, I, I think I'm always the same way, too, because so a lot of times I'll buy a cigar and I'm like, I, I've really been dying to try this. You know, I've never been the type of person where I'll grab, you know, the most I'll grab of anything that I've never had mm. is like a five pack. You know what I mean? Right. Because five cigars, if I end up smoking it and I don't like it, then I'll let it age a little bit more. And if I still don't like it, then I'll just give the rest away. You know, let, let mm -hmm. somebody like you smoke them or, you know, I'll send them in a bomb to somebody um, or something like that. But, you yeah, know, Joey's famous for just giving me all the cigars that he doesn't like. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I appreciate there's it. There's a story. I appreciate that. it nonetheless. There's a story. I appreciate about. it Listen, nonetheless. Good cigars, but suddenly I end up with 50, 80 ring gauge <laughs> turds in my humidor. Look. And I'm like, where did I get all these? And I'm like, oh yeah, Joey gave me a bunch of fucking hey, cigars look, he doesn't you, like. I've given you some really good things. That Caldwell yeah. Midnight Express Lancero, who gave That's you that? True. That yep. was me. That's no 80 ring gauge. Yeah, you're but right. It's like a 20 ring gauge. Just because it's either a 20 or an 80. <laughs> nothing between. <laughs> No, that's like a 38. <laughs> Just because I gave you a red scream of sun that was like a 60 ring gauge. Yeah, and you gave me a... I have a Tatawai that's like... A, yeah, out of those... That thing uh, has to be a 70 at least, dude. No. Or 65 or something. No, it's probably like a 55, maybe. As you 60. can tell, we, we, we're both it's not for, huge fans. It's from fans. the Saints and Center. So, yeah. No, I'm not, so look, it, it depends. I will try like 60 ring gauge... I'll try it, right. but really, I don't really like going above like a 52, 54. It's about the biggest I like to go. I mean, my preferred range is like Corona, Corona Gorda, Robusto. That's like, that's where I like it because yeah. that to me is where I get the most flavor from cigars. It, it's not anything, you know, I mean, if I got the most flavor from like a 60 ring gauge cigar, it's probably exclusively what I would want to smoke. Sure. 
But unfortunately, it's, just not it's comfortable not. for me. You to know, smoke I mean, a I get a lot like of that. flavors out of Lanceros, which is, I mean, technically, yeah. you know, more wrapper. So you get most of the flavor from the wrapper. Mm-hmm. But to me, I don't. I get more flavor from like a Corona, which is why yeah. I like it. Yeah, I like. Um, you know, probably my favorite is a Bellicoso. I, I don't know why, but that's probably my favorite. Vitola is like, yeah. I, you know, it's it's because it's basically like a robusto. With just that like little torpedo, yeah, ish tip, and I really like the torpedo tip for like. Oh no, man. that's dude. I, I hate a torpedo. You're not. You don't like torpedoes. I hate. See, I don't like the so the like torpedo. a bellicoso. A lot of times, it's not that full. Well, yeah, no. I mean, it's a little bit more curved. So, like, yeah. The petite bellicoso, by uh, my father, the Lodwania, mm-hmm. is probably my favorite size in the Lodwania. Okay. Right, and I and I really like it. Yeah. And it's a little bit more rounded. I just don't. Like, I mean, dude, I've had some cigars that you could probably fucking stab somebody with a <laughs> with torpedo the, the, on the it. Torpedo, it's very, yeah. very pointy, yeah. very sharp. No, I like like the um, like the T fifty two Bellicoso is like a nice soft curve. It's not mm-hmm. really that pointed, or even like uh, like as far as I'll go is like the Cedrus from Southern Draw. Um, that Bellicoso, yeah. like yeah. that's that's my ideal size. Absolutely. Uh, that way, you still get like the size of robusto, but like the mouthfeel of something like a little bit, you know, smaller. Pause. But <laughs> I was hoping you would say something because if you went, I was. Yeah, right. So, um, so yeah. I mean, that kind of breaks it down, man. I mean, you guess you, you know really what it boils down to to me is just like smoke what you want when you want it. Yeah. You know, like people. I mean, I you know, if if I had to answer that question, like with a shorter answer, it was I really don't think about it that hard. Right. I mean, I'll go into my my wine door. I'll look, something will catch my eye. I'll take it and I'll smoke it. You know. Well, and then some people do that whole like, it's Tat Tuesday, Fuente Friday. Like I'm cool with that. Like if you want to do that, that's cool. But yeah. I, it's not my thing. Like I'm not trying to smoke the same cigar. Caldwell Thursdays. <laughs> Thursdays. Yeah. No. It's, no. I mean that's not. It's yeah, Drew, that's not my thing. Drew Drew Estate Dadder Days. You know. Yeah. That's yeah. It's fucking terrible. Is, is Dadder Days a thing? Because if not, it should be. Dadder days, dude. We might it's have where to. every dad goes out and smokes cigars and plays golf on Saturdays. Dude, we just might have coined something. We're, y'all can't steal that. That's no, nah, it's trademark now. Copyright. Bitches. Hashtag dadder days. Dadder days. Drew Estate that's dadder probably days. already out there. I guarantee if you look right now, probably probably like a million people. It probably, probably is. follow that hashtag. I'm just gonna. I'm not gonna look it up. But I'm just gonna pretend that we invented it because we've never seen it before. So technically, yeah. we did. Yeah, it's our thing. Well, we're rich now. That's the end of this podcast. <laughs> All right. Well, um, so yeah, I mean that. I mean, you, uh, you know, again, we talked about it. Smoke what you want when you want it. You know, if you want to make a cool game out of it, if you want to go and open <laughs> your. Is this uh, a good time to kind of poke fun of all the people in uh, various groups that are always like, "Smoke them if you got them, brother." Smoke them if you got them, brother. Let me tell you something, brother. You better smoke them if you got them, because if you don't smoke them and you got them. You ain't got him. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah oh, we, we talk about that a lot. These people in these Cigar groups. Cigar group, pet peeves, needs to be another episode. Yeah, that's a whole other topic. Because I could talk for days about but that. But people who just, no matter what, people just post up a, a cigar with a, looks like it just went through the freaking meat grinder. Yeah. <laughs> and they'll be like, True story, uh, you just seen one. My humidity's running at like 48%. <laughs> yeah. And I got these <clears throat> black holes in my yeah. cigars because it's 98 degrees where I'm at and I don't have AC. Uh, should I should I smoke this? And there's yeah. always some 
dickhead who just whose name is like Gerald or some shit. <laughs> yeah, or freaking Mark. Yeah, and he's just oh, like Mark. <laughs> he's just like smoke him if you got him, brother. Or his name's like fucking Randy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, something like that. I think what's worse than like the beetle holes and the humidity shit is when somebody like you know what state they live in. Like they live in fucking Nevada. Yeah. And it's like 95 degrees. <laughs> they just got home from vacation. A box of cigars has been sitting in their mailbox for a full seven days. And they'll take them out and somebody's like, smoke them rotten, brother. <laughs> Which <laughs> rot stands for right off the truck, R-O-T-T. Yeah, had to smoke this one rot. Which, which I'm okay with in certain, yeah. certain settings, you know. But, you know, I mean, not really. Yep. That fresh off the truck. Look, someone's gonna be listening to this right now, and they're gonna see me have ashed without letting it fall, and they're gonna be like, "These dudes don't, these dudes don't take it seriously." You know, look, I mean, we're in our garage. You ashed it? Well, I you just fucking <laughs> pussy. What is this? Is that a Marlboro? <laughs> well, see, considering we're in my garage in a, our our garage studio, I don't really like ash just falling on the floor. I would never. I know. I know you wouldn't. Speaking of the garage, we should take a quick second and talk about this nice little unit. Oh, yeah. The Rabbit Air. This uh, podcast is not sponsored and not brought to you by Rabbit Air. Rabbit Air. Wink, wink. Wink, wink. If if you're out there, Rabbit Air. We have at least 12 followers. Yes. Send us more Rabbit Airs. Yeah. So I can have like four in here. Yeah, right. And my wife can never complain about the fact that it smells like cigar. You know, but I will honestly say... Because I'm sure there's probably a lot of people that have talked about the Rabbit Air. And we, we plan to already do a review of it at some point or another. But I will say that he smoked in here last night. And I walked in, and it did not smell like cigars at all. Performs great. Yeah, it, it performs absolutely great. The real test is going to be today with both of us sitting in here smoking cigars. Yeah. No, but, I, I mean, it's not cloudy in here. It's not smoky. That's the I big mean, thing. It's, it's, like, yeah, it's, it's not lingering. You can almost kind of see our smoke drifting back to it a little bit. Yeah. Which is kind of cool, but... Um, yeah, I like it. It works pretty great. Um, you know, I smoked a cigar in here last night, like you said, watching football, and there's just nothing better than being able to relax in AC and smoke a cigar and just watch football and I agree listen that. to Frank Sinatra. I agree <laughs> wholeheartedly with It was with a pretty awesome, pretty awesome night for me, so... Hopefully more cigars to come to smoke in this. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, thank you, Rabbit Air, for l- allowing me to pay you quite a few hundred dollars to purchase that. Thanks, Rabbit Air, for the, <laughs> for the purchase. We will have some sponsors soon. So, speaking of another sponsor we don't have, Famous Smoke Shop. Let's talk about it. Talk about some cigar news. So, everybody's already probably semi-caught up on this. Um, I haven't actually looked into the story in quite a few days, but... It kind of came out of the news, I'd say probably just over a week ago, that uh, Thomas Zarzecki, which most people probably know him as Tommy Z-Man, who's like the big uh, media personnel for Mm -hmm. Famous Smoke Shop, was fired by Famous Cigars. Allegedly. Make sure we we use Uh, our correct... And arrested, allegedly, for... um, I, I mean, technically, the, it's not listed as to why he was let allegedly me, let me give fired. You the, let me give you the breakdown. Yeah. This is from... Because you have the article in front of you. I have the article right here. This is from halfwheel.com. 
The article is titled, Tommy Z-Man Fired from Famous Smoke Shop, Arrested for Making Terroristic Threats. Cigar personality Thomas Zarzecki Jr., better known as Tommy Z-Man, was arrested on charges of making terroristic threats and harassment after he was fired from Famous Smoke Shop. According to Lee Valley Live, Zarzecki was fired on Wednesday. On Friday, he allegedly texted another famous employee stating that he would return to the retailer and shoot everyone at the retailer with an AK-47. He was arrested and then released on $20,000 bond. According to the report, Zarzecki confirmed he sent the message. So, obviously, this is some pretty heavy allegations. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, I would say. You had the opportunity to reach out to Tommy because you're uh, you have a connection with him and what uh, talk us through that what did what did Tommy say so um, obviously this was being discussed in a lot of various groups Uh, I I made a comment in one of the groups I won't mention the group I won't mention the comment I'm just I try to stray away from drama so I'm not not going to get mixed up into it but uh, I've known Tommy for several years he and I uh, have actually, you know, conversed quite a good bit uh, over our time uh, on Facebook as, as as Facebook friends, and you know, we've talked. I've never met him. I've never really hung out with him, but we've conversed, and I, I've got to kind of get to know Tommy quite a good amount over the last few years. Um, he can't really comment on anything right now legally because it's still an investigation. There's still a lot to be hashed out, uh, but Tommy is pretty strongly denying the claims. Uh, basically stating that this whole story has been fabricated. Uh, of course, nothing's really come out. Again, no articles, at least none that I've read, have stated why he was fired in the first place. So we don't really know. Uh, I'm, I'm not taking sides here at all, but you know, I, I personally, until I know the full story and the full truth, it's just kind of the way I was raised. I can't be on one side or the other here. Sure. You know? Um I would say, I mean, you look at the guy, and he doesn't look like the type of person that would, you know, go yeah, and exactly. guns blazing, you know what I mean? But, I mean, some crazy shit has happened before. Sure. So I'm not going to say that it hasn't happened. But right well, now, we don't Well, yeah, know. I mean, look, you know, you'd hate to think that somebody, uh, you know, who's obviously um, been in this industry for quite a while right. would do something like this to the people he previously worked for, especially if he's, you know... Never had anything like this go on in the past, which we don't know, but it doesn't sound like it. So it's one of those things where it's unfortunate in our day and age that you're supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. Um, But with the current climate and how social media has consumed our lives and that sort of thing, you come to realize that now it's more of a, um, you know, you're guilty until proven innocent, which is a shame. So... Um, you know, you'll probably see you. You know, you. I don't, I don't know if you'll see any more about this on the group, uh, the groups, or you know, some of your cigar, uh, you know, information and news and that sort of thing. But it is just something to note that you should always find out all the information you can. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hear I both agree. sides of the story. Um, obviously, I don't know Mr. Zarzecki personally, uh, but I hope that he's able to come out and tell his side of the story. Um, I mean, we. I think everybody at least owes him that. Yeah, absolutely. You know? um, just because you know, it, you know, a lot, a lot of times things like this go on in our day and age, and then come to find out, you know, a couple weeks later, a couple months later, the real story comes out, and it was the exact opposite. But that story doesn't make any news because 
nobody wants to hear about how the news was wrong. They all want to hear about the next big headline, you know, attention-grabbing, you know, post and stuff like that. So, Which brings me to question. How, what would it take for you to get fired and to come home and stew for like a day or two and think, kill everybody <laughs> at work? Uh, it would take a lot. I mean, like, like look, here's the thing that it, it's kind of hard for me to believe. I mean, it, this is a weird story because I feel like with Tommy's experience in the industry... That if he was fired for famous or something, not super terrible. I mean, if he was mm-hmm. stealing or embezzling or something like that, you know, whatever. But, you know, whatever the case may be, that any other large company would probably love to pick up Tommy. Because, I mean, he's done some great work for famous in the, you know, in his time there. But, you know, it, it, it also makes me think that, you know, who would also want to fabricate such a story? So yeah. it's super interesting to see how this unfolds. In the yeah, end. and I'll say like I said, it's unfortunate that we, you know we may not hear about the outcome. I, I hope we do. I hope we. I hope we get some some more. Um, I, I think Tommy will end up telling me because he, at some point or another, uh, said that he would like to be uh, on the podcast some yeah. some form or another. Maybe not here personally live, but somehow we could remote him in, uh, and he would like to talk about it. But. Uh, obviously, he has a, f- a couple hurdles to jump sure. first, so to speak. So yeah, I think that'd be awesome. I think if we could get on here and have him talk about it and and tell his side of the story, like I said, that's that's what well, we like to hear. Fuck that! This fucking cigar <laughs> is absolutely phenomenal. Is it? I picked this up uh, from my good friend Brett uh, Fry. At Tobacology, he has two shops, one in Manassas, Virginia, one in Haymarket, Virginia. Yes. And I picked this up from a shop. Uh, I mean, if you're ever in Virginia, even if you're not ever just passing through or visiting Virginia, it's worth paying his shop a visit. Customer service is top-notch. Carries some of the most, you know, some of the newest releases Mm -hmm. of cigars. He carries a lot of amazing accessories. And just a cool fucking guy uh, to sit down and, you know, just talk with. I've, I've had the pleasure of hanging out with Brett a few times. So if you ever get a chance. And Brett actually, um, I believe, can work out some deal where he'll ship to you if you want to kind of check out uh, some of the stuff that he has. Yeah. Pay him a visit. Reach out to him. Yeah, if anybody good, watching is looking to, looking to, you know, maybe they're looking to get into cigars uh, or something like that, you know, reach out to us and we can get you in touch with him or, or we yeah. can reach out to him for you or whatever yeah. and we can we can you know if you're looking for some stuff to smoke or if you're already into it and you're just looking to pick up uh some sticks that you haven't been able to find and maybe support he has local them. support small shops yeah um because he's definitely best. he's been good to me he just sent me a box of uh, fratellos that um you know for any of, of the people in our group know that i've been which we have hanging on the wall behind us yeah because it's just look at that beautiful I mean, we box. live in virginia yeah obviously so immediately when I saw the box, I was like, whoa, I got to have one of those because it's got, you know, Virginia's flag on it, which is super awesome. And um, then when I smoked it, I mean, I instantly fell in love with that cigar. Joe gives me crap because he thinks I just smoke everything and love it and it's my new favorite. Um, but the truth of the well. fact is, before that, I, you know, Liga Provada Number 9 was 
my number one cigar. And Which, um, again, the number nine is better than the fifty-two. We know, we know. <laughs> just for just for all you out there, cheeky plug. Let, I don't let, even let get Joey paid to remind say that, you. But I will say it every time I get the chance. <laughs> I know you will. But yeah, so <clears throat> at, you know, immediately after smoking that Fratello, I was just like, well, "Holy cow, this is, you know, by far, you know, the best cigar I've ever smoked." Yeah. You know, it just had everything that I liked about it, and it's not, it's actually not as full as the Liga number nine is. Um, but I like, I mean, it's just like the perfect, um, you know, very medium, almost a full body and, you know, awesome draw. So long story short, I reached out to Brett at Tobaccology and was like, hey, man, can I get a box of those? Because I couldn't find them anywhere. Yeah. In two days, I had them on my doorstep. Well, and, um, he sent me I a will hat. know soon enough because you gave me one. <laughs> yes. And I will yeah. gladly smoke it. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll buy a box. Maybe not, because I don't have room anymore. I always say that, but then I always end up buying more cigars. Right, and finding room. And I figure out how to get room. Yep. Typically, it's just buying another humidor. Well, speaking of cigars we'll be purchasing from Tobaccology, how about... This, this is probably what I'm most excited to talk about right here. The La Coalition. And do, I, Hold on. Can we just say it one more time? It's fun. Yes. La, La Coalition. It's a, a super cool name. Yeah, it is. It's uh, it is the collaboration, the first collaboration that I at least I believe. I'm, is it? I'm almost 100 percent sure of that Crown, Crown yeah. Heads and Drew Estate has never collaborated before. If I'm wrong, please correct me. But I'm pretty sure that this yeah. is the first uh, collaboration between the two. But I love Drew Estate cigars. I'm not a I, I'm not what you would call a Drew Estate whore. But I am, I am I am kind of a <laughs> Crown Heads whore. I, I own a lot of Crown Head stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the La Imperiosa is probably my favorite Crown Head cigar. Uh, and I absolutely love them. And to see them come together, I mean, it's you know it's going to be a great fucking cigar. Yeah. Um, I'm very excited because these are, you know, uh, two of, if not my two... Favorite brands. I mean, they, when I say my two favorite brands, I mean they have both of them have the widest selection of cigars that I like to smoke right now. Yeah, you know they they both have multiple multiple lines that I like to smoke. Um, the Las Calaveras, the uh, you know Headley Grange. Yeah. Uh, the like you said the Imperiosa, and then yeah. of course there's I, I like I am a self admitted Drew Estate horse, so there's I mean. You name it, I like to smoke it from Drew Estate, typically. Except unless it's, like, acid, which you can check out our video on YouTube if you want to know yeah, we won't talk what about we that think of that. But, podcast. but I'll read here just a little bit about um, Crown Heads uh, and Drew Estate's uh, La Coalition. We are very excited about this one. We, we picked this one for the, re- the reason being that it is, like we said, two of our favorite um, blends or blenders or, or brands, essentially, um, well, and it's it's, high, it's highly anticipated. I mean, a, yeah. a lot of people are very excited for this. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see, it comes in a Corona Gorda, which is a five by forty-six, mm-hmm. a Gordito, which is a five and a half by fifty. Uh, what they call a Siglo? I don't think I've heard of that before. Have yeah. you come across that? Yeah, fifty-two by six. Yep. Man, man, I tell you what, that Coke is making me burp. I apologize, guys. And the Sublime, 
which is 54, or I'm sorry, six and a half by 54. Yeah. So it's out of that, what do you, I mean, what's, around. what do you I think? mean, Corona Gorda. Corona Gorda. For Corona you. Gorda. Corona. Yeah. And like, I think Robusto the, Gord, I think the Gord, like Gordito sounds like right up 50 by five and a half for me would be. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of close to pretty close, you know, a Robusto, mm-hmm. but Corona Gorda. I mean, you know, and a lot of these cigars will come out. I can almost probably guarantee you that small batch will get a sampler made with each size of these uh, cigars so that you can try each Vitola. Yeah. And if that's the case, whether it's an online retailer or your local, you know, tobacco shop, wherever they carry it, I always strongly urge you to try every Vitola that you can because you can get a lot of varying flavors and different profiles based off of the Vitola. Sure. You know, if yeah. I if I smoke the Robusto Brazilian Maduro Herrera Stelly, it'd probably taste slightly different than what I am smoking right now. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> but for me, when I see this, I'm probably immediately going to go right for the Corona Gorda, just kind of my style. Right, like, like we talked about earlier. Yeah. But um. uh, I can almost guarantee you that uh, at least small batch because they're pretty famous for putting together samplers of very you know varying uh, vitolas mm-hmm. uh, and samplers so you can try out which I like um, but I personally already know what I want which is going to be the Corona Gorda and I'm going to definitely grab it and we'll definitely talk about it on the podcast one day yeah I mean that's it, it's just it's so cool when you see two of your favorite uh, band, uh, brands come together and make a cigar together yeah, you it just see gets me more excited. More collaborations now. Yeah, and it makes me that much more excited for a cigar to come out when I know that all these. I mean, let's face it, dude. So many people in the industry now, they're just they're fucking geniuses. Yeah, you know, John Huber of Crown Heads. You have Drew Estate, Herrera, Willie Herrera. You have AJ. Yeah, AJ Fernandez, Robert Caldwell. You know, uh, Tony Bellotto. You have a lot of these people that are that come together and they collaborate you know some of my favorite collaborations (laughs) okay folks we are back uh you'll see that there was a little bit of a technical difficulty and that technical difficulty was that my wife walked in (laughs) which isn't bad she doesn't care that we're doing this or anything she just had no idea we were in here recording a podcast and i had no idea she was gonna be home this early she was supposed to work for another couple hours it got off early. The funniest part about that is we literally made a joke right before we started this that that would happen. And sure lo and behold, the big man upstairs has to make our life some sort of ironic joke. He hates us. No. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Um, so anyway, we were discussing collaborations. Yes. And we will continue to discuss for a moment some collaborations, and then we'll move on to the next topic. But you were talking about... Your point of uh, the different brands that are out there that collaborate. Correct. Um, and I'll let you pick back up where you left off. Yeah. So, anyways, so uh, <clears throat> you know, I think that if a brand comes out with a new cigar, I'm already excited. But if two very well-known brands that I really, really like come together and collaborate, I'm that much more excited for that cigar because I'm always interested to see what two totally different brands can do when they come together. You know, And I was yeah. about to say that 
some of my favorite you know collaborations have been uh of course caldwell but robert caldwell and uh matt booth with room 101 cigars you know i they they've come together and they've made some some of my favorite caldwell cigars um mm-hmm. it's just it's always that much more exciting for me when two people come together and and form a new line it's pretty know? cool yeah it's pretty cool that that you know um uh, two brands who technically compete with each other yeah you know can come together and make a product uh that people can enjoy but that's what's cool about the industry too everybody knows you know i mean it's there's so much passion behind it that's why so many people come together because they know hey we're some of the best players in the game we can put our heads together and create some of the most amazing cigars that our lines have to offer and the, you know so many of these brands have done it time and time and time again and they continue to keep doing it and i love it yeah um <clears throat> it, it it's it's awesome definitely uh excited to smoke that cigar the la coalition um, God, it's just so goddamn fun to say, dude. Yeah, very La cool name. Coalition. We'll put the link up with it. Um, yeah, that'll be. You that'll can be see in the there. band art that they came out with, which is also very cool. Very I think cool. They already have swag and stuff up on the Crownheads website. Do they? I'm pretty sure. <clears throat> so yeah, guys, check that out. I'll, I'll put the article up. Um, and the last thing we're really going to touch on is just uh, what's going on, um, you know, in the <laughs> tobacco industry. Oh, my fault. I thought we were going to go ahead and get into the man spreading. Oh, no. <laughs> man spreading is coming. Well, you said the last thing we're going to touch on. You mean now? I meant from the news. Yeah. 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 Sorry, your I'm wife threw me off. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, the, the the missus has thrown us both off. Won't but. happen again. <clears throat> She's out of the house. She's never allowed back. <laughs> um, but she was like, oh, I couldn't even smell the cigar smoke from inside. So, again. Another honest review <laughs> for the rabbit air. Rabbit Air, not kinda sponsored. Looks like a huge PlayStation, you know. It kind of like does. Like the new, the new console just came out. It's got like um, that that mood light, like adjust based on the lighting in the room. Yeah, I really. Like and you can mount it on the wall too, which I think, you know, if we continue with this setup, <clears throat> I might end up doing. Be kind of cool. Yeah, but you know. So anyway, yeah, I like it. So uh, one thing that I definitely want to focus on throughout the. Um, you know, time that we're doing this podcast is definitely keeping up to date with, um, you know, so, sort of the uh, the legislation um, and stuff surrounding uh, tobacco. Um, just because I think it's important, it's always kind of that lingering, you know, cloud over yeah. our hobby's head. Yeah, that they could just one day be like, you know what, we don't want anybody to smoke cigars anymore because stupid reason that really is about money but we'll claim it's about something else enemies of pleasure <laughs> enemies of pleasure as our favorite cigar dave would say yeah. um so yeah uh, recently another article we saw um is that uh you know maryland uh proposed a flavored tobacco ban so kind of an unrelated subject an unrelated related subject if that makes any sense yeah uh, no, is that the, you know right now they're trying to ban uh flavored e-cigs um which is in its own right completely stupid i think for you know a whole different reasons this is yeah. we're not gonna get into e-cigarettes on this show but you know if you look up and 
and check the facts if you want. You can see that really it's probably more about big tobacco losing out on money than it is about kids vaping, you know? Yeah. Um, because way more people still smoke cigarettes. Way more people die from cigarettes, you know? It's just it's it's always something to keep an eye out for because a lot of times for some reason in the past they've lumped in cigars with these but in this case they're not so far which is good. Right. Uh we like to see that that cigars aren't getting lumped in to this, you know, flavored tobacco ban or tobacco ban of some sort. And which is which is right because, you know, okay, I I'm sure you know kids hit their jewel and stuff, but I really don't know a kid 16 who's going out and buying a Norteño at his local tobacco shop and smoking it. You know, I mean, that's just not... No. And I mean, you still, it, you know, it, comes, it comes down to the very cliche saying that if somebody wants something, they're going to get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can apply that to a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, you can. And, you know, it, it, it is applied to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you have no idea the amount of kids that, you know, my, my wife works in the school system, the amount of kids that have access to marijuana now is astonishing. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't able to start getting marijuana <laughs> easily. Until ever, ever, because we don't smoke marijuana. That's right. But, I mean, the amount of kids now, like, like, dude, I remember back when I was, you know, 15, 16 years old, I was giving my older brothers $10 so they yeah. could go pick me up a Boone's Farm. <laughs> And right. a fucking a Mad Dog you know, 2020 yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, something like that. <laughs> and then I would be like, hey, you know, let me have one of your cigarettes or something like that. Yeah. And, you know, half the time then, it, you know, it was a stretch. Right. You know, but the fact is, is that if you want it, you can get it. And there's always ways to get yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, look, that's the thing. It's just like with anything, you know, if, if, if I want to, you know, get a gun. Yeah. I can find a way to get a gun. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you ban something, it's just it, it's it's really the wrong way to do things. Um, you know, and again, I'm really glad that cigars aren't getting lumped in with this as of now. Let's hope it stays that way. Yeah. Um, you know, but I just think it's the wrong approach to say you know these these things mm-hmm. are harming people. I mean, look, I'm of the mindset that the reason I probably don't do as many things as other people is because I did have a little bit of access to him when I was younger and I, you know, I experimented and was like, Hey, this is, you know, this isn't that great or, Oh, I've done that. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of the people that I know who do these things are the kids who couldn't, you know, whose parents sheltered them entirely and, you know, their whole entire life, they weren't allowed to even, you know, fart without getting reprimanded. And then suddenly they get to be 18, 21, out on their own in college, and they just go buck wild. You know what I mean? You smoking a little cigarette. Exactly. You smoking I a was that c- kid. Were you? No. <laughs> no, I wasn't. <laughs> well, I was, was going to say, you smoking a little cigarette and drinking a little, you know, Boone's Farm probably just told you that, oh, that's, you know what? Now, the next time I go out to do that, I've done that before. I don't really need to, you know, live yeah. that life. Yeah, of course. So, to me, you know, if um, you're out there listening, people of the government, quit banning shit. You know, this is this is the great country of America, and we like our cigars, and we like our half-naked women, and we like our And to be big fair, guns. we like our marijuana. I'm just kidding. Well, yeah, we do. But um, <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> well, that's beside the point. It's not about marijuana. Uh, the point here. is, 
that I don't know what the point is. There's a point to this. There's some moral high ground I'd like to take, but I'm just too lazy to take it. So it is hard. To just don't ban our stuff because we like smoking cigars and we like smoking cigars with you guys and talking about it. Yeah, and that sort of shit. So yeah, I mean, um, I, I I just it's it's hard for me to wrap my head around the world that we live in, where somebody gets shot, they want to ban guns. Somebody smokes something, they want to ban it. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't know. I just don't really know. But they don't want to ban cigarettes. 480,000 uh, yeah, people no, die no, a year from cigarettes, not. and nobody's banning that. Because guess what? You know, every politician probably owns stock, and every major cigarette company. Yeah. In I mean, don't you think we should invest our time into finally figuring out how to battle and beat cancer? Oh, that's right. No, that's right. That's right. It's a billion-dollar industry. Why yeah. would we? Yeah, I mean that's it all something to be it said all for that. It really comes down to what the government wants and what makes them money. Yeah, and it's kind of unfortunate, but yeah. it's the world we live in. And and hopefully, you'd like to think that we could vote our way out of those, um, you know, ways, and those people wouldn't get reelected, but somehow they do. But yep. That's a political discussion for another podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> another podcast they, that's not the Kickin' Ash podcast. <laughs> yeah. They will have to pry a cigar out of my cold, dead hands before yeah. I stop smoking cigars. Absolutely. Cheers unless, to that. Unless shops all close down and they stop carrying them, you know, but yeah, I'll just go we'll out still get them. I'll plant it in my garden. I'll just, yeah, I'll just <laughs> roll my own, man. I'll just ferment it right here in my garage. They might look ugly, but fuck it. We'll <laughs> yeah. roll them and we'll smoke them. And we'll continue doing the podcast. just look like backwoods, only shittier. <laughs> hey, backwoods are good. Hey. Right. Honeyberry? Yeah. Right, we won't talk about that. I like honeyberry backwoods. <laughs> so, no speaking of banning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, here we go. <laughs> something, this is the topic I've been waiting for. Something that night. people are also trying to ban that is completely obnoxious. Yeah. Is man spreading. Man spreading. Man spreading. Explain what man spreading is. I'm gonna try and explain what man spreading is. I didn't even know that man spreading was a thing until I don't know, maybe a year ago when I saw some stupid viral video on it or something. Yeah. And apparently I don't it may have not been a thing for much longer than that, but um it's basically Men sit down on trains or buses or crowded areas of some sort, and they sit with their legs spread. Let me let me read you the Wikipedia, because th- this is what this is what it's reached now. It's reached a level of it has its own Wikipedia page. Yeah, well, um, and deserving it, of it. It well, and it has its own Merriam-Webster. Dictionary definition. All right, now that one's which a is, little surprising. That's to me. That's, a, that's a little perturbing. But so let's go. We'll start with the Merriam-Webster definition of manspreading. The act or practice by a man of sitting with the legs spread wide apart, as in a public seating area, in a way that intrudes on the space of others. Now listen, I like how they say the practice of it. <laughs> the practice. Like like we sit down and we're like, watch this. Yeah. Watch me intrude yeah. on others with my spreading. <laughs> okay, first of all, I don't know if you know this or not. I would assume that most of you watching this will. But men have a certain something that sits directly in the middle of that spread. 
that if you close your legs together makes it almost impossible to sit comfortably. Yeah. Yeah, I would say for sure. So, and the, it, it, the, just the fact that people get upset and, and can't understand that there is, you know, spaghetti and meatball down there that just ain't dealing with my big old thunder thighs squeezing them together. Yeah. Um, you know, I've seen people your size actually cross their legs. And there's no way that can be comfortable. No. I, I almost can't even do it. No. Uh, and it's just not something that's for me. But but the, the, the fact that this is even... This just, again, this is a product of people being... Uh, having too much time on their hands, feeling too comfortable in life. Enemies not of having pleasure. <laughs> enemies That's of pleasure. exactly what it is. I hate you for saying that. <laughs> um, <laughs> shout, shout out to Cigar Dave and his yeah, enemies I mean, of pleasure. Hey, he's entertaining. We, we yeah. love that. We love that. Um, and so, dude, I just, I can't, I mean, let's be honest. This is definitely uh, a feminist brought on issue that really isn't an issue that no no it's kind of like it's not an issue yeah it's it's people who again don't have anything better to do they've gotten too comfortable in their lives they don't have to go out and 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 do anything hard or difficult i mean look my dad how how much how much do you weigh all right I mean, it's, it's, it's all right. It's all right. People can take a guess. So what you, uh, I'm a big dude. Let's call it that. All right. My, my dad is... I'm about probably your dad's size. I've seen him before. Yeah. So... He might be a little... My dad, my little dad weighs probably about like 230, 240. Uh, but he's even a little bit shorter than me. I'm about 5'8". Yeah. And he's, you know, a bigger guy. But my dad, growing up... I would never not see my dad manspreading. <laughs> if I had to guess, my dad just, probably was... invented the dad. term manspreading. Nah, dude. Nah. Your dude, dad's too dad, manly to invent listen. the term. He might have invented the act, well, but I don't think he invented the well, term. Yeah, maybe, maybe. He just called I'm it sitting down with his balls out, dude. My dad used to Spreading take, his balls. Yeah. You ever have that feeling where you're just like, you've been sitting kind of close together all day? And then you spread out, and it's like the, the equivalent skin, of a woman taking her bra off at the, the end of the skin day. skin peels off your yeah. your legs, yeah, and you're like, "Holy crap!" Yeah, it's like what taking a one of those. Remember the you know those clear, sticky hands that as kids we used to have that were on like oh like yeah, long you, like, and throw like, it gummy. And stick it to the wall. Yeah, that's how it feels to yeah. me. Yeah, you know, but like you know, my wife and so many women come home and they take their bra off and they're like, oh, yeah. that's the most amazing feeling ever. I want to take my pants off and I want to sit down and spread my legs, let my balls breathe, you know, let my marbles just roll on the floor a little bit mm-hmm. because that's what feels good to me. Sure. But my dad used to sit around with his legs open, take a blanket, tuck it up under his gut. Yeah. Just so we couldn't see his junk. <laughs> so he, he had good etiquette about yeah, it. Sure. But here's <laughs> what I'm saying is that what 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 the problem is is that you know somebody out there is saying that that men can't sit like this because it's it's somehow infringing on their right to have more space or something to that degree i can't really wrap my head around why you <laughs> yeah, can no. see somebody sitting you know i can only like again like i said i can only get so close <laughs> yeah, between that doesn't look right no. <laughs> no and so 
this is just this is again this would never be a problem in any other era in the world but because we live in the society we live in today this has to be a problem they have this look they had um they had uh on the wikipedia page they have transit authority responses the metropolitan transport authority in new york and sound transit of seattle instituted poster campaigns encouraging respectful posture when other passengers have to stand I'm glad that's what we're spending dude, our money on dude what i mean okay so you got signs that basically say encourage respectful posture but look they got this picture and i can't show you this guys but they got this picture of this woman yeah. she, what do they call this she bagging <laughs> is that another term she bagging which is uh i guess that that's like taking up more space with your purse like look she's taking up a whole so, look, she's taking up more than I'm going to take up with my nutsack just kind of comfortably <laughs> yeah, yeah. rested on the seat. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. Dude, and also you see women that do that thing where they, like, lift their leg up and then they set on their leg. Right. You know, and it's like, and then your fucking foot's right. over, like, my, my side of the cushion. But yeah. I don't bitch about that. No, it's no we're not sitting there like, you can't do that. <laughs> it's not even out. It's just it's, comfortably in oh, my pants. oh, oh. Well, my, mine's you're just out. drooping ears. They're like, sir, put your put your balls away. Um, yeah. So, uh, well, apparently, um, to women uh, now, this is uh, manspreading is a social signal. Uh, oh, okay. Sitting more expansively may signal dominance and sexual attractiveness. <laughs> that's 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 what your dad was doing, dude. He was just trying <laughs> yeah. to fucking. Look hot for your mom. Uh, and he was just <laughs> trying to, you know, just assert his male dominance. So on, I, on, I can on be honest with you, man. On, on to the end of this podcast because that's just enough for me for one night. I just, I can't, I can't tell you that I've ever sat there and thought, you know what, I'm going to assert my sexual attractiveness and signal no. my dominance by the way I spread no, my legs. Dude, no way, no way. Because, yeah. you know, I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say that, you know, my package probably isn't that great looking. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, you know, dude, I'm not a porn star, right? You know, I'm gonna do other things like, <laughs> hey, you want to go shopping? Here's my here's my yeah. debit card. Yeah, right. And I'll whip out you the know? old credit card. That's how I yeah, go. something like that. But you know, I mean, I'm I'm kind of built like an ice cream cone. I'm not gonna go out and <laughs> man spread yeah. to try to get some ass. Nor have I ever done that. <sighs> no, dude. I I think maybe now I'm gonna try because apparently, um, you know, it's it's a clear cut signal. And maybe that's, um, well, I guess I can't now because I'm married, but. Well. I'll ask my wife. Maybe I'll just manspread around the house. Yeah. And just see, see, if, see where it gets you. I'll just be like, I'll just be spread and I'll just, I'll just. But you got to wear those gym shorts that like the leg comes up a little bit so you can, you know, yeah. kind of like peeking out. Just have a little tumor hanging out there. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. That's, yeah. That's what, that's what you need to do. So Joe, we talked about it. We talked about manspreading. Thank, uh, you know. But. That was going to. That was just something fun we wanted to yeah. talk about. That's going to carry us into. Uh, is this our last topic? Yeah, yeah. This is it. I mean, basically, your lounge etiquette. Lounge etiquette. And so, uh, so if you go into a lounge and you see a guy manspreading, man just fucking just let him go. <laughs> yeah, dude. That, it means he just wants you. <laughs> but is that proper it's etiquette? Dominance. I mean, I guess here's the thing. It depends on the lounge layout. Like, I'm not going to go into a lounge, and you know, I'm like. Maybe I pick out a cigar, or maybe I bring my cigar with me, or whatever. I'm not gonna go sit down between two guys and just <laughs> yeah, no. spread out no, just no, no, to, no, no. you know, that's just not proper etiquette. But no, and, and I'm not gonna do that either, especially in a room with a bunch of men. Man spreading, 
at the lounge is a little different, you know, than me spreading yeah, at I my house. I think every guy, I mean, that's where you go to safely manspread is the lounge. I mean, I'm not going to hate it. I'm not going to do it purposefully, but no. if I catch a dude manspread in there, like, hey, that's... Yeah, I'm not going to ever, you know, be like, hey, Earl, please close your legs. <laughs> yeah. You know? Never You're manspreading all over this place. Everyone's offended. Yeah. But what are some, what are your, some of your, like, pet peeves on the etiquette? Let me tell you my biggest pet peeve right now. All right? Go ahead. When I walk into a shop, and this is what you see, everybody in there. Everybody Stop breaks their neck. Turns and look at you. And I'm talking, this happens to me in my local shop where people know me by name. I walk in there, <laughs> and they always just turn around, and they stare at me like they've never seen me before. It's so annoying. And they do it with everybody. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, I mean, for me, a lot of the guys don't know me, but it just feel like you just feel this look of, like, who is this person? Yeah. And it just drives me crazy. It's why, you know, nine times out of ten, I don't like hanging out in a shop unless I'm really comfortable there, unless I really know a lot of the people there. Right. Um, because, you know, you just get this feeling, this, like, you're an outsider, you're not part of the clique, you're not part of the ten people who hang out here Monday through Friday, and so we can't, you <laughs> right. know, we have to... You work, you can't... <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, but aside from that, I think that another one of my pet peeves, and this is something that's happened to me a few times, uh, you, you know, if I'm at a shop, you know, more particularly... When I'm at, like, Tobaccology, because I know so many people that are there, yeah. you know, if, if you reach over and you grab my cutter or my lighter, I don't care because I know you, I'm cool with you. Right. It is what it is. But I've been to shops where I'm sitting there, and, and I have my stuff laying out like this, and somebody will just grab it, and they'll use it, and I'm just like, you know, it's cool, but at least ask. You know, not right. that I care. You it's know, like they're, I, like, they're like licking the tip of their cigar, and then yes, cutting it all, like, yeah, you know, like, gumming up your cutter, right, and right. just... You know, and, and again, it's not that I care. I mean, if anybody needs a lighter or a cutter, I'll probably be one of the first right. ones no to offer be like, it to you. No, yeah, you can't touch my lighter. Right. It's my special lighter. Right, but I'm also never, never going to go up to somebody else and just be like, just take their things. You know, it just, it just doesn't, doesn't feel, feel right to me. And there was, um, I believe Joe Asatel, uh brought this up in the group once that uh, he was at a cigar shop and these people just brought in a game console and, and hooked up <laughs> just to the TV. Up to the, no, they didn't. Yeah. And Without just, even asking anyone? Oh, yeah. They didn't ask anybody. And there's people sitting there watching watching TV and these kids just come in set up their fucking Xbox and start playing Halo. Yeah, they're just like, hey, man. Mind if we play Halo? Didn't even ask. Jeez, Nothing. Dude. I would almost... I would almost be speechless. I'd just be like, these kids have balls. Dude, all right. Man, there's just so many pet peeves that I have because... Let me tell you, let me tell you one of mine. Yeah, please. I, I have such a big <laughs> list. I'm just going to keep going forever. Probably my number one biggest pet peeve is when you meet the Mr. Know-It-All guy. Oh, yeah. That is like the worst to me when you just meet somebody who's just like, oh, did you know that like, they're telling you about your cigar and then they start telling you about his cigar... Or he'll tell you about, you know, just whatever. You know what I mean? Like, just, and, and half the time, what you're saying, it may not be necessarily incorrect, but it's like subjective information. Like, it may just be yeah. stuff that, you know, opinions that he has, but he's saying it as though they're fact. Yeah. And that to me just drives me crazy. You know, 
just like the the snobby arrogant know-it-all guy like yeah. i can't i can't yeah, take that like look you know you may be mr i only smoke the finest cuban cigars from you know the cuban Cuba. puros you know yeah. whatever but i'm like look man i don't care i don't want to hear it i don't want to hear you know what kind of you know 15 different fillers the cigar i'm smoking has and i don't want to hear about the you know exact humidity of uh each region of the world that this came from and blah 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 i don't care i just like to smoke the cigar i just like to have enjoy myself and relax and i can't relax with you telling me a bunch of horse shit <laughs> like, yeah. I just can't do it. Yeah. So that I mean that's got to be like up there with me. And then then the other one is like, you know, because we're younger gentlemen, and we talked about this before, where you just have that guy who just like looks at you like you can't possibly know anything about cigars, or you can't enjoy cigars, or you're just there to steal something because you're young. Yeah. Um, and he'll like hover over you while you're walking, you know, going through the humidor. And just ask you five times if you need anything. That's and honestly probably my biggest pet peeve. It, that's a really big one for me, too. It's like, come on, man. Like, I wouldn't be in here looking around in the humidor if I didn't know somewhat about what I was doing. I mean, you know, you'll have your people come in there and they'll just be like, hey, I'm here for a bachelor party. I need some cigars. I, I don't know what I'm doing. Or something. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. But if I'm, you know, if I've been in your shop a couple times now and you're still hovering around me wondering what the hell i'm doing there you know because i'm maybe 10 20 years younger than the normal clientele like you're just doing yourself a disservice and your business a disservice because you're making me feel unwanted and i'm just going to turn around and go online and you know shop there where i don't have to feel those judgmental shop owner eyes yeah yeah i mean and dude that that happens and you know because more frequently, we've been going to our local shop for various things. Um, but, you know, dude, my shop owner knows me. He yeah. knows me by name. He knows me. I even know his part-time help that only works one day a month. You know, like, we, we all know each other. You know, he knows who I am. I've been going to that shop sure. for, like, ten years. And every time I walk into the humidor, and I'll close the door behind me... I will not get four steps before he's in. He's like, you need help with anything? Just like staring, like, like doesn't almost looking like, around, you know, like, yeah, almost in a tone that he that doesn't recognize you. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, dude, I'm in here all the time. Right. Like, I'm always in here and you can't just be like, you haven't even, you still haven't learned my name. You know I mean? Like we work, you know, with people on a day to day basis. Mm -hmm. And when we see people more than once we tend to start to learn their names and like build a relationship with right, them right right and some of these you know places it's just like you know uh, get, let me get you in and out as quickly as i possibly can so i can go back to smoking my cigar you know what i mean like that's a lot of what i feel yeah yeah and um that's just you know i don't know if that's if if we're kind of swaying from the actual lounge etiquette but i mean it's part of going into a shop and um and, you know it's it's a business etiquette that just is seems to be lost um no i agree you know even you know we went to a shop recently um uh when we we did some traveling and um we walked in and they had a, a really great selection and this guy was kind of the opposite like he was he was pretty nice and pretty cool um but then he just completely left us alone 
Right. Um, which honestly is better. Yeah. You know, like I'd rather if you're just going to not deal with me, at least just let me be and shop than as opposed to like hover over me. Yeah. And, but, you know. you know, they also right out the gate complimented me on my shirt I was wearing, which was a Caldwell Cigars T-shirt. Sure. So they probably figured I at least knew something about cigars. Maybe. And yeah. that's kind of where they left it, you know, but I'm not confident that if I walked into my local shop and I'm not trying to shit on my local shop at all. But if I walked in there in a Caldwell shirt, he probably has no idea what that is. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, you know, that's that's pretty bothersome on its own. But if we're talking about somebody that is, like, in the lounge area with me, one of the things that I hate most is when somebody starts playing, like, three doors down or Daughtry <laughs> or some shit, and they have it up so loud. You can't hear anybody talking. And they're the type of people that when their music is up, they just continuously talk over yeah. the music while it's still going full oh, speed. Man. And they Dude, play I, it just on their phone, like yeah, out of their crappy phone speakers. speaker. They have like a fucking Note 4. <laughs> yeah. and, and they have that shit cranked up all the way, oh, and dude. it sounds terrible. No, it's, so bad. Yeah. yeah, no, that's the worst. Is like, let me just pull out my phone and not like... that's Dude, that's way worse than man-spreading. Like, let oh, me just 100%. let me just completely hold your ears hostage with my crappy alternative music. Yeah, right. Like, I would much rather you dig your knee into my side with your man spread right. than have to listen to your crappy phone speaker play freaking kryptonite by three doors <laughs> God, down. Dude. Like, dude, the worst. I mean, it, it, it's just sometimes, you know, you get these people um, who just... It, it's with a lot of things that you know are that people become enthusiasts about. Um, you know, they have too much time on their hands, or they have, you know, like you said, people are just hanging out in the shop all day. They just feel like, you know, well, oh, this is my place now because I'm here all the time. Yeah. I get, they honestly get a little too comfortable, man. And you get a little too comfortable, and then you start just doing stuff like you would do it if you were at home. And it just makes people feel weird when you're like, hey, I'm out here in public, like trying to relax and enjoy myself, and you're just acting like you own the joint yeah yeah not my not my thing man that's why it takes a lot for me to you know go out into a shop and you know we were lucky enough when we were traveling we went to um casa de monte cristo in um dc and that was just the most fantastic lounge experience we ever had yeah shelly's was really fucking fire shelly's was good and i loved shelly's back room don't get me wrong but the the experience that I had at Casa for me was the the customer service and the the just the feeling of like camaraderie that we got from that. I think that. I just like the fact that I could eat a steak. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, look guy. at Shelly's back room. You can order a steak, you can order uh, you know chicken wings, and sit there and smoke your cigar. And there's something to be said for that. That's truly amazing. Yeah. But as far as just a lounge, yeah. you know, if we're just talking about, yeah, because no, not, no, not a lot 100%. of places have a Shelly's back room, yeah. but some places may have, you know, more in line with like Casa de Monte Cristo where you can go in, you can purchase a cigar, you can sit down, you can smoke it and you can get a drink. Um, you know, they didn't have food. They didn't have, um, you know, anything like that, but they had, you know, a bar and they had, you know, cigars that you could smoke and the guys, they were just so welcoming. I mean, we had never, this is our first time there. Yeah. Um, and we walk in and they're just completely, you know, like, hey, how's it going? Like they wanted like they just seemed like 
they wanted to give us information, but it wasn't in a pretentious way. Like there was a kid there that we met that was it was his first time smoking a cigar oh, yeah. In, yeah, in a very long that. time. And they were like, you know, they basically made him feel like, you know, uh, he w- was, bo- you know, belonged there and that he should come back. You know, they helped him pick out a cigar. They helped him, you know, cut it, light it, um, you know, let him sit there, enjoy it, you know, offered him a drink with it, you know, that sort of thing. It was it was really cool to see because, you know, I can remember my first shop experience being completely the opposite of something yeah. like that. Yeah, no, and, I agree. Yeah, you know, absolutely. So for me, even though that wasn't my direct experience, you know, seeing something like that uh, was just way, way cool for me. Like to see like, man, they just like, you know, they basically... You know, I, I was sitting there thinking, if I were in that kid's shoes, like I'd absolutely want to come back here and smoke a cigar. And honestly, the experience we had, I wanted to come back and smoke a cigar. Yeah. You know, the guy, the guys there. You know, he let us sample some, some rums and yeah, some, some scotches and expensive fucking rum, not you yeah. know, some store bought shit. Yeah. He yeah. Just, I mean, it was great, great experience. So that for me is like how how a lounge experience should be, man. I sh- I, I, I want to walk in and I want to feel some camaraderie. I want to feel like. You know, I, I want, you know, it's kind of like that old, like, cheers, you want to go where somebody knows your name. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that type of cliche. Uh, well, I go where people know my name, but. Yeah, they just don't really remember care. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that, you know, that's kind of the point, man. It's like, you want people to be like, you know, oh, hey, it's it's Joey. Like, let's, let's you know, hey, man, what are you smoking today? What are you? Yeah, instead, you, know, you want to feel the passion. Hey, it's Joey. He's probably here to steal again. Yeah, <laughs> as I always again visit the register. We've never stolen. We've never stolen. No, no, I mean, no, of course not. <laughs> I mean, look, I I would never do that. I mean, you know, if, and be, I'm sure there's some shitheads who have come along who ruined it. Absolutely, yeah, I'm, and I'm sure, I'm sure of that. You know, but I mean, it's it's totally different, and maybe it's because Brett knows me. You know, but when I go there. I can pop into the humidor. I can look around. You know, I can probably spend 20 minutes in there. And Brett just knows I'm just trying to fucking make up my mind. Yeah. And it is what it is. Mm-hmm. You know? And and that's what I like about that. Because, you know, and, and, and I've been in the shop when new people come in. And the way Brett handles them is, you know, have you ever smoked before? You know, what do you, you know, you know ask questions to figure out recommendations that, that he can make, you know? But yeah. I'll come in smoking a cigar, three cigars in my pocket, wearing, you know, a fucking whatever branded, cigar branded T-shirt. They'll be like, well, why don't you let me tell you what you should smoke? <laughs> you know, and yeah. it's, just, it's just slightly annoying to me. Which, again, is cool if you're, like, coming from a from a uh, sincere place. Yeah. Like, if you're trying to share with someone, like, you know, if you walk in and, you're like, and they're like, hey, man, have you tried this? Like, we love these. You know, that's, then you're like, oh, man, yeah, I haven't tried that. Like, let me try that, you know? Yeah. Like, if they're trying to, you know, but if it's like, um, you know, if it's more of like a pretentious, like, oh, you, you know, you smoke those, well, why don't you smoke this? Yeah. Because the, it's just, right. you know, just, just be, just be, just be better. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's just yeah. what I wanted to say. Like, sometimes I just walk out of the shops, so I just want to be like, just be better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Yeah. But I mean, we 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 have we have high standards. Maybe it's maybe it's our area because we went, you know, even a little further south and didn't have that great of an experience. Yeah, we're we're really lacking in our area. Yeah, maybe we could we could chalk it up to you know maybe it's just our area. 
Except for know. Brett, but he's a little tobacco. Well, that's almost two hours away. Yeah. So, so I mean, we're talking super local. I'm talking within like a 30 minute drive from us. Yeah. You know, but I mean, we have to go, which I've never even visited any Charlottesville shops, but I've, I, I always hear great things about Charlottesville. But I've been to Cigar Realm in Richmond, which yeah. is a great cigar shop. Mm-hmm. And then other than that, on the other end of the spectrum is Tobacology and even a little further north, some of the places in D.C. Yeah. You know, but in our area, we really, really lack a good it's a bummer. local tobacconist. It's a bummer. It is a bummer. Yep. So, with that, I mean, with that being said, man, just... Man spread, let it hang out. Do better. Do better. <laughs> Do better. Well, anyway, guys, I think that's, that's probably going to bring us close to the end of our first show. Yeah. I think we did a good job of not rambling too much. We stayed mostly on topic, right? Yeah, I mean, I think so. Yeah, we did all right. Except for the time your wife walked in, but you yeah, know. well, jeez, women. You expect that the first <laughs> podcast episode? If we, if it, it wouldn't be us if it, if we didn't have a little hiccup or two. That is true. Um, so what? I mean, what do you want to? What do you want to finish with, man? You want to tell them anything else? You want to give them some? I mean, how's what? What would you? Uh, well, I mean, <clears throat> the uh, it went out on me. It's went out a couple times, but that's what what comes. To, to no fault of the cigar, just because we're sitting here talking. Yeah. Uh, but the draw has been perfect throughout. Um, construction is great. It, it burns great. Um, you know, I mean, I would definitely say that this is probably, between this and the Miami, probably my two favorite Herrera Estelis. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Norteño by Willie are probably my three favorite things that, that mm-hmm. Willie's had his hands directly involved in. Um but I mean, this this cigar is very good. You know, you got your dried fruit, your coffee, you know, a little chocolate, cedar. It's just a good fucking cigar. I mean, definitely check yeah. it out. I'm, I'm definitely gonna have to get more. Yeah, I would say the same for the you know my Norteño here is it's just a fantastic construction. Mine also went out because I had to go speak with my wife <laughs> when she came home. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I get a I get like a nice like a nutty and a, like a raisin yeah. almost taste. Yeah. Out of it, a uh, slight pepper, which is nice. I always like, I, I like a mild pepper. For sure. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Um, can't recommend Norteño enough. I've had that cigar, too. Love love Willie Herrera's cigars. Glad you guys could uh, stick around. Hopefully, you stayed till the end and, and smoked one with us. Yeah. Hopefully. And hopefully, tune in for our next episode, which will not feature Logan's wife. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, guys, make sure you follow us on Instagram, Team Kickash. Team Kickash. Um, you can follow us uh, or find us in the group on Facebook, Cigar Society. Correct. And you can find us on our YouTube channel, where we'll be posting our podcast videos and other review videos and other just miscellaneous fun videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, and our YouTube is also Kicking Ash or Kicking Ash, uh, yes. rather. Um, so with that being said, guys. Thanks for smoking with us. And, also uh, follow I Am Cigar Society on Instagram. Yes, follow. That's a cheeky plug. But follow Joey on I Am Cigar Society. But it, it does correlate to Team Kick and Ash because I do share a lot of the content from the Kick and Ash page on my actual uh, Instagram, which is Cigar Society or I Am Cigar Society. Uh, you can find that. And, uh, you know, I share, share with that as well. Absolutely. So with that being said, guys. As always, have Have a a kick-ass day.
we nailed that one pretty good. All right guys, so you may notice that the uh, video cuts out a little early and that is just because for some reason our camera stopped recording. We're still figuring this thing out. It's not gonna be perfect right away, but we got most of it. Yes, my wife came in in the middle of the podcast, so that made for uh, some weird editing stuff too, but uh, we appreciate you putting it up putting up with that for the first episode. Um, you know, you'll hear a little bit of the audio, uh, you know, the audio till the end, but you may not see just the last bit of video. Uh, again, not really sure why that happened, but thanks for rocking with us still. And as always, have a kick-ass day.